This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, my name is Bo Biden, Attorney General of the State of Delaware. I'm here to talk to you about something that's very important to me and to my office, senior abuse. For every one of these types of crimes that's reported to our office, five go unreported. But two million senior Americans are affected every year. And 80%, 80% of these crimes are committed by family members against their so-called loved ones. We need your help. Seniors need your help. So if you suspect that anyone is affected by any of these crimes, please contact our elder abuse hotline. What's shaking, people? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It is June the 5th, 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and locals. Subscribe if you have not. Post-game show, as always, at rubinreport.locals.com. And dare I say it, I say it every now and again, but dare I say it today, we have a tremendous program for you. It's one of our thickest, one of our densest. And you know, putting on a, a good show like this is, uh, it's like cooking. You have to have the right ingredients. You have to have the right equipment and tools and pans. You have to set the oven to the right temperature. And I feel people today that we have all the right ingredients for a 9-9, but don't take my word for it. Let's see, uh, we're gonna be covering a whole bunch. If you did not see it, Chuck Todd of NBC News, Democrat activist Chuck Todd, who pretend, pretended to be a nonpartisan journalist, but was actually a hack journalist, uh, he has stepped down. Well, either stepped down, it's a little unclear. He's either stepped down or they stepped him down from NBC News. He'll be stepping aside from Meet the Press. And uh, that's sort of going to frame the show today because he's a perfect example of what the media has become, what the corporate press has become. They have gotten almost everything wrong and or backwards, uh, especially on this gender front. I don't know if you have heard about all of this trans craziness. Have you heard about it? It's happening, people. And don't forget, this is only day five of Pride Month. And as I said on Friday, if your genitals are still attached to you, consider yourself lucky. So the question is, how do we get out of all of this? Well, we gotta fight it, we gotta call it out, we gotta create new things, we gotta fix the culture, and I feel we can do it. But before we get to all that, let's talk about fastgrowingtrees.com. You know what, guys, you can breathe some life into your own backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com this summer. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let fastgrowingtrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. Fastgrowingtrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around with fastgrowingtrees.com. You order online and your plants arrive at your door in a couple days. I love fast growing trees. Uh, when we moved in here, we uh, threw up a couple, uh, well, what do we have right now? We've got avocados, we've got mangoes, we've got tomatoes, we've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, and you definitely should check them out. I can't recommend them enough. And with fast growing trees, 
30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, you know that everything will look great fresh out of the box. Join over 1.5 million happy fast-growing trees customers. Go to or grow to fastgrowingtrees.com com slash Ruben right now to get 15% off your first order. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben. All right, let's get right into it. Chuck Todd, ladles and jelly spoons, has announced his resignation from Meet the Press. So I leave feeling concerned about this moment in history, but reassured by the standards we've set here. We didn't tolerate propagandists, and this network and program never will. But it doesn't mean sticking your head in the sand either. If you ignore reality, you'll miss the big story. Being a real political journalist isn't about building a brand. It's about reporting what's happening and explaining why it's happening and letting the public absorb the facts. If you do this job seeking popularity, you are doing this job incorrectly. I take the attacks from partisans as compliments, and I take the compliments from partisans with a grain of salt. The goal of this and every Meet the Press episode is to do all of the following in one informative hour. Make you mad, make you think, Shake your head in disapproval and nod your head in approval. If you do all of that in one hour of this show, we've done our job. Oh, Lord, ending in style with an overly pre-written statement that's pure nonsense. This is a guy, and trust me, we're going to lay out our case with video, don't you worry, uh, who has either lied or confused people or omitted information or basically just debased what journalism is. Uh, pretty much relentlessly for the last couple years. Uh, so we thought we'd go into some of his greatest hits. Now, by the way, I want to note that although they're saying he resigned, you just don't know. And, and it's largely irrelevant in a certain extent, meaning people are tuning out of these shows in droves. Uh, but the mainstream media, the corporate press, does still exist to an extent. A certain amount of people pay attention to it to an extent. And even for all of the people like you guys that maybe are tuning in more to say Megyn Kelly or Ben Shapiro or me or Crowder, whoever it might be, we still have to get some of our news from those corporate media outlets because that's often where the tastemakers, the newsmakers, the presidential candidates, et cetera, are going. So that's just a, a, an odd place that we're in at the moment. The, the dying dinosaur of corporate press still has an inordinate, inordinate amount of power, even though everyone's views are elsewhere. We get more views on a daily basis than, than Meet the Press is getting on a Sunday. That's just a fact, but okay, fine. So be it. Here is uh, one of Chuck Todd's, uh, would we say this is a finer moment of Tuck, Chuck Todd, Tuck Chod. I should have been calling him that the whole time. This is Chuck Todd doing journalism. Nearly 10,000 people died in the month of June. They were needless deaths. Please get vaccinated. If you know someone who's not vaccinated, find a way to convince them to get vaccinated. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. People are needlessly dying because of your misinformation. Think about it. I don't know how some of you sleep at night who are doing this for a living. Shame on you. Shame on you, Chuck Todd, for lying about everything relentlessly. And it wasn't just unvaccinated people who were getting killed. I don't know how you sleep lying and carrying water for pharmaceutical companies. You're not a very good person, Chuck Todd. You should be stepping down in shame. Good Zoom. Good Zoom. Very good, Goddard. Uh, here's more on some of the great moments of Chuck Todd's uh, tenure over at Meet the Press. You may remember this one, uh, Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, uh, when he smacked him down over the Hunter Biden laptop 
fiasco or non-fiasco, depending on which way you look at it. Chuck, is it a crime to be uh, soliciting and purchasing uh, prostitution in potentially European sex trafficking operations? Is that a crime? Because Chuck Grass and I laid out about $30,000 paid by Hunter Biden to uh, those types of of individuals over uh, December 2018, 2019, about $30,000. This is about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills. I mean, again, that's that's just some information. I, I don't know exactly. Here's what I don't crime. get. All right, Senator. It doesn't doesn't really look. I, on the, it, it sounds sleazy, as you know. I'll what. take your I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it your word that you're ethically bothered by Hunter Biden. I'm curious, though. You seem are, to have are, a pattern. Are you not? Uh, I are seem you to have not? a pattern. Carrying water for the Democrats. I mean, you see that? You see what he was doing right there? Ron Johnson is excellent. He's really, uh, you know, having sat down with him, you know, you meet some of these politicians and they're like a little neither here nor there, or sometimes they're a little weird when looking at you, something like that. This guy is like a freaking laser. He's like, basically, dude, dude, he's paying off prostitutes, international prostitutes at the same time that we know uh, his dad, Joe Biden, is lending him all this money. Could you think there's something there? Maybe. Chuck Todd, awful. Here's Chuck Todd getting destroyed by Byron Donalds over the IRS. But there's one more thing House Republicans are asking for, which is they want fewer IRS agents. They want fewer attempts to try to properly uh, get tax receipts into the federal government's coffers. I have never understood the resistance of extra IRS agents uh, unless you knowingly cheat on your taxes. Uh, that, first of all, that's, that's salacious and you know that. Most Americans by far pay their taxes and they do it honorably. What House Republicans and frankly the Republican Party is concerned about is having IRS agents go after middle class families and small business owners. When you have that many more agents, it's not to go after the rich. It's to yeah. go after the middle again, class. That's again, what it's if, for. So if you're, if you're paying what you're supposed to pay, then you should have nothing to fear. You would make the assumption that IRS audits are up. That they're, they're mm-hmm. putting out more liens on the American people. That's not true. That data is not. Guys, there was a long list of videos we could have chosen from, and we're going to show you at least one more, maybe two. Uh, but that one to me, like this idea, if you haven't done anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. Like, what a freaking corporatist sellout. Every single person, every single person watching this, you would want less power to the IRS, right? You would want them to be looking into people a little bit less. You would want to keep a little bit more of your money. But that weird, this is why leftists are so weird. There's this, there's this facade of tolerance and decency and right beneath it is the worst type of authoritarian. Oh, did you do something? Well, we'll find something because they'll always find something wrong, right? Here, this one's from a couple weeks ago. We, we played this one for you. Uh, he had Vivek Ramaswamy on uh, and uh, Chuck's a little confused about how many genders there are. So Vivek did a nice job using trademark science. How do you know it's that? Again, how do you know, are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? Well, there's, there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a, a man. lot so of scientific a research out this. there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm-hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding I, for the last I, I go 100 back. years. Yeah. 
That's good work by Vivek. And uh, I'm in a little Twitter spat with Vivek at the moment, which we're going to get to in a moment. But as you know, I like giving the devil his due. And when you do good work and you confront these guys and call them out on their nonsense, Chuck Todd knows there's a man and there's a woman. And then if you want to be a man who dresses like a woman and acts like a woman and names uh, yourself a, a female name as an adult, blah, 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 blah. Almost everybody is on board. You live in your life as you see fit. But that was a nice job of just clean, clear explanation by Vivek. I have to say on a personal note, what I'm about to do is now a little disappointing because uh, I, I kind of like Vivek. As you know, I've interviewed Vivek a couple times. We've, we've had dinner. We, we, uh, I think he's a decent dude and, and it's a, uh, I think he's a good addition to the Republican field. Uh, but I think he's acting in bad faith on a, on a couple things. So we're going to shift this a little bit, a little bit away from Chuck Todd uh, for the moment. Over the weekend, Vivek uh, tweeted this out. Ron DeSantis signed a hate speech bill earlier this year at his donor's request. I respectfully disagree. The right answer to bad speech isn't less speech. It's more speech. That's the American way. Uh, then he got Community Noted on that on Twitter. Now, Community Notes, that's their fact-checking. It's their crowdsourced fact-checking thing. Uh, Ron DeSantis did not sign a hate speech bill, as you guys know, because you're a bright audience. Uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that there is no such thing as hate speech, right? You're allowed to say mean things to people. We'll get into the details of what Ron DeSantis's bill uh, was all about in just a second. It was far more of a property rights bill and a religious liberty bill than anything else. Uh, but Vivek knew that he was lying there and also that he said at the donor's request, right? Like he completely made that up. He has no evidence that someone gave Ron DeSantis money and then Ron DeSantis signed a hate speech law. I assure you there is nothing that you can't say in Florida uh, that you somehow can say in Ohio where he's from or any of the other states. Anyway, he got community noted on it. So they put a fact check on his tweet. Uh, then Vivek tweeted this. Uh, this is an unbelievable move by Twitter to shield Ron DeSantis from legitimate criticisms of his policies. Let's just hope it's another innocent mistake like they made yesterday with their controversial censorship of the Daily Wire, but it doesn't smell awesome. Ron DeSantis enacted a law criminalizing the distribution of kinds of certain kinds of literature on private property. That's a hate speech law, and I said so. Now, that's an absolute lie. I'll get to that in a second. Next, DeSantis online trolls and larger DeSantis DeSantis influencers like Rubin Report complained to Community Notes to throttle my tweet. That's also a lie. I'll explain that. Complaining that it wasn't technically a hate speech law. I disagree with them because it's absolutely a hate speech law in its effect, notwithstanding the law's title. Good semantics there, Vivek. But then the censorship czars at Twitter, which notably launched the DeSantis campaign and pumped it up with owner Elon Musk and DeSantis mega donor David Sachs, abided the request of these DeSantis supporters by throttling my tweet that criticized the DeSantis law. In summary, self-professed free speech advocates who support DeSantis are using a so-called free speech platform to suppress legitimate debate about speech restraining to law to protect a politician they favor. That's corporate interference in an election, but not in the way you'd expect. I was censored last week on LinkedIn for posting videos arguing against the climate agenda and Biden's relationship with China. That was bad, but this is worse. The establishment now includes those who like to pose as anti-establishment, which is more dangerous because some people actually believe they're charade. It's also also interesting to note that this comes a few days after I questioned Elon Musk for his posture towards China. It will be interesting to see if there's any quiet shadow banning of my tweets going forward. Lastly, the Twitter community notes uh, that they have qualified, that they have to qualify with per se, suggests they shouldn't have been involved in the matter at all. Okay. There's a lot there in that rambling, uh, slightly conspiratorial diatribe. He's somehow implying 
that Elon Musk and uh, David Sachs and potentially I are all working to throttle his tweets through Twitter. That's complete nonsense. Community Notes, Elon's not running Community Notes. It's their crowdfunded fact check system. That's how it works. Okay, so everyone, anyone can be fact checked, right? That's absolutely how it works. And that's far better than what was happening before when either government interlockers that were working at Twitter or bad actors at Twitter, et cetera, we're just silencing people and shadow banning them and everything else. This is very transparent. If you lie about something, they put a warning on your tweet with an explanation of it and a link so people can find out more information. Uh, he also said that there are certain types of literature that cannot be distributed in Florida. It is 100% lie. Vivek, you know it's a lie. I'm going to read exactly what, what is in the bill in the moment, but there is nothing about specific literature. You can distribute anti-Semitic literature or anti-gay literature or anything else. You can't do it on someone else's private property. It's, a, it's about property rights. So he knows he's lying about that. And then there's just sort of this grand conspiracy that he's gonna be throttled because of this and everything else. Anyway, the, the uh, representative, the congressman from Florida, whose bill it was that DeSantis ultimately signed, uh, his name's Randy Fine, he responded to Vivek and uh, after Vivek said this was a hate speech law and he wrote, except it isn't, it was my bill. If you believe someone should be able to come onto your property without your consent and deface it and consider that speech, you're an idiot, happy to school you. <laughs> All right, this is what politics does to everybody, okay? It is what it is. But the point is, this is about property, right? So here's one of these things where it's like Vivek says something, the other people say something, then no one knows what the truth is. So I'm going to actually read to you what is in the bill. Now also keep in mind, if it was a hate speech law, meaning if, if DeSantis had signed something that said, you can't say these certain things, blah, 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 it would 100% be against the Constitution. I would 100% be against it. And by the way, it would be hung up in the courts right now, right? Because somebody would have sued about it and it would be on its way to the Supreme Court where the Supreme Court very easily would be able to give it a unanimous decision and be like, oh, in Florida, you can't say that. Blah, 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 uh, let's strike that law down. But hence, none of that's happening. Anyway, from the Florida Gov website, uh, HB 269 builds upon Governor DeSantis's record of safeguarding the free exercise of religion in Florida by, and I'm going to read you the bullet points and you tell me what you can't say in Florida. Prohibiting a person from intentionally dumping litter onto a private property for the purpose of intimidating or threatening the owner, resident, or invitee of such property. Prohibiting a person from willfully and maliciously harassing, threatening, or intimidating another person based on that person's wearing or displaying of any indica related uh, to any religious or ethnic heritage. Indica, is that what they say? In, is indica like the weed? Hmm. I have to worry, what, what, what is indicia? What does that mean in context of this? Can you Google that? Just out of sheer curiosity. Uh, next up, uh, creating a new prohibition against displaying or projecting using any medium an image onto a building structure or other property without the written consent of the owner of the building structure or property. Creating a new trespass offense if a person who is not authorized, licensed, or invited willfully enters the campus of a state college or university for the purpose of threatening or intimidating another person and is warned by the institution to depart and refuses to do so. 
and prohibiting a person from willfully and maliciously interrupting or disturbing any assembly met for the purpose of acknowledging the death of an individual. So just to be clear here, guys, every single thing there, there's Vivek completely lied when he said this is about specific types of literature. As you can see, there's nothing about specific types of literature. You cannot targetedly harass people at their homes or their places of worship or anything else, and it tightens up the penalties around that. That's all it does. I'm fairly certain you know me well enough that there, if there was any infringement on someone's speech here, that that certainly would be something that I was against. Against. Uh, I think we're getting the definition of indicia. Is it indicia? Is that how you would pronounce it? Indicia, signs, indications, or distinguished, distinguishing marks. I did not know that. And I read the thing twice today. <laughs> Hot damn. Uh, anyway, I happened to, by total coincidence, because we were doing this trip, I happened to be in Israel the day that Ron DeSantis signed this bill. Listen to the specific, clear and clean way he explains what this is while protecting the First Amendment and people's right to say offensive things, you know, things that some people call hate speech. In the United States, you have a constitutionally protected right to say whatever you want, no matter how distasteful it is, no matter how hateful it is. And, um, and that's, just, that's just the way it is. But you don't have a right uh, to threaten people. You don't have a right to harass people. Uh, you don't have a right to intimidate somebody, particularly uh, on the basis of somebody's uh, religious affiliation or whether they may be wearing uh, a kippah. Uh, that is different than just expressing your opinion. And so we have looked, I think the legislature looked, okay, what can we do in Florida uh, to enhance the ability uh, to hold people accountable when they're not just giving an opinion, however distasteful it is, but when that really crosses the line into threatening conduct. And, and that's what the legislature has done. This is gonna provide uh, more tools uh, to be able to combat anti-Semitic activity, uh, including things like you know, if you have a, a synagogue and someone shines a swastika-like image on that, you know, they have a right to, have, to do the image for themselves, but putting it on someone else's property, they're defining that this bill is a trespass and you could be held accountable for infringing on somebody else's property rights. And so what they're doing is really saying, okay, Obviously, we're, we're going to uphold the First Amendment, and there's just no way around that. And honestly, uh, you're much better off just having everything be protected than try to pick and choose. But when you have this type of conduct, uh, what can you do? So now there's going to be more tools uh, to be able to do that. I have to say, in case you don't know it, I, I am so freaking proud that that guy is my governor and that he is running for president of the United States. Do you notice how many times he qualified it, defending the First Amendment, defending people's rights to say mean and bad things and distasteful things, and making the clear distinction between that and then targeted harassment, right? So that means you can't be across the street, as he said, you can't be across the street from a temple and be blasting a swastika on the side of the temple. That's an infringement on their property rights because that's what this is about. You couldn't walk into a mosque and hand out flyers with the picture of Mohammed on it, right? That would be a property issue because it's their property, the mosque, right? 
Um, that's what this is all about. It's not that you can't say mean things to people. And again, Vivek 100% lied when he said there are certain types of flyers that you can't put out there or whatever else. So anyway, it's not fun having to like fight with these people to a certain extent, but I, I do think it's important that we would call out the nonsense when we do. So I, I this morning, I tweeted this one. I responded to Vivek. I said, uh, good morning, Vivek. There is no hate speech law here in Florida. And to prove it, how about you tweet something verbatim, which I I can't say here in Florida that you can say in the rest of the country. I'll take my dog for a walk and say it and we can see what happens. Uh, well, uh, to follow up on that, I did take Clyde for about an hour long walk and uh, no, uh, Vivek did not get back to us on what it is that we can't say here in Florida, but we did have an incident with Clyde. Take a look. It continues out here. Lots of stuff happening. We're, we're chasing a peacock. We're chasing a peacock. We're chasing a peacock. Chasing a peacock. Okay, Clyde, I'm in flops. I got to tell you, man, when a dog is pulling you, chasing a peacock, and you're wearing sliders, I said flip-flops, but technically they were the sliders, uh, it's tough. It's tough. So that's what happened to me today. Okay, we're just doing the best we can over here. Anyway, I welcome Vivek to uh, retract what he said. You know you lied about the bill. You're spreading misinformation. You're, you're portraying yourself as I'm the bold truth teller, right? So you lied about the fact that somehow a donor forced DeSantis to do this. You lied about the fact that uh, it has anything to do with hate speech or stopping anyone from saying anything. You know you lied. You got called out on it by thousands of other people besides me. So just like retract it. Unless Vivek, are you working with Trump? Is it possible you're working with Trump? That's what a lot of people are saying right now. And are you doing Trump's dirty work? Because it's kind of funny. You're never going after Trump. And we're to believe that Trump's 30 points ahead. So generally, you'd be going after the big fish, right? You'd generally be going after that guy, taking that up. But it's odd because seemingly nobody's going after Trump these days. Well, the prosecutor in New York is. But right, the entire machine is always focused on DeSantis. Very odd, number two. So Vivek, I, I would challenge you, you must have some disagreements with Donald Trump unless you've cut some sort of deal with him. Could that, could that be Vivek? What's going on here, Vivek? Anywho, uh, speaking of disinformation and uh, copying the, the tactics of mainstream media figures like Chuck Todd, which unfortunately Vivek just did, let's dive back into the mainstream media. Uh, here is uh, Chuck Todd reflecting on the mainstream media of today. The White House says President Biden is fine tonight, hours after he tripped and fell during a graduation ceremony at the Air Force Academy. The president is fine. He's fine. The president simply tripped. Falls are really common. This is not some sort of uh, ominous talisman about his medical condition. Everything seems to be totally fine, uh, just a, a misplaced sandbag. We will show you in the corner of the screen, see there's this sandbag. And you know, it's the advanced team or whoever's fault that they put a sandbag in front of him. And his staff should, uh, you know, make sure there aren't obstacles like sandbags in his way. Twitter and the right are going crazy. It's currently dominating Fox News primetime. Tonight, new questions about President Trump's health after this walk down a ramp at West Point's graduation ceremony this weekend. His halting journey down a ramp. New questions about his health, where he cautiously descended a ramp. The nation in crisis and the president tweeting about his walk down a ramp is where we start today. The president also raised some questions during his West Point speech after taking a moment to to sip some water. He was lacking the, the strength to raise the water glass. There he was, the video's up now, struggling. He takes one step with his left foot and then the right foot comes and meets the left foot. 
it. Well, it's more than uh, just the way he walked, Aaron. He doesn't look right. This is not the first time the president has had difficulty walking down ramps. His speech has become very, very slow, as if he's struggling to read from the teleprompter. Stumble for stumble, uh, Donald Trump seems to be right in line with Joe Biden, or in many way cases, front. even worse. All right. First off, we have to issue an on the fly correction because we're willing to do that here at the Rubin Report. That was obviously not a video of Chuck Todd. What I was trying to say, I got a little crossed up on the prompter there. I didn't realize what we were throwing to. It's the tactics of Chuck Todd, how the media covers one thing one way and doesn't cover another thing or covers it in a complete opposite direction. That obviously leads you to this Biden and Trump video, right? When Biden falls, when Biden slurs, when Biden doesn't know where he is, when Biden has cue cards, they run cover for it or they ignore it altogether. When Donald Trump walked slowly down a ramp because the ramp was wet or when he drank a glass of water with two hands, they were literally calling for the 25th Amendment. So that is consistently what happens here. But anyway, Biden did have that big fall on Thursday and fortunately he is okay, right? I do not want the president of the United States to be incapacitated and I certainly don't want it when you know who the number two is. Uh, We found this very factual video. I'm sure this one is very factual and not manipulated in any way by the meme makers on the internet. Uh, Joe Biden explaining exactly what happened to him the other day. My fellow Americans, these MAGA extremists are now using sandbags to attack us. And these are, are not regular sandbags. These are racist sandbags. Donald Trump is now using ultra MAGA extremist sandbags against us. So I'm directing the FBI to arrest him before the 2024 election. Thank you. Let me get a fact check on that one. Anyway, uh, you see the point of all of this. They, They run cover for Dems, you know it, and then they intentionally inflate or lie about Republicans constantly. Uh, here's a really wild portion of an interview this weekend from the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. Uh, Jen Psaki, now Jen Psaki, who obviously is a Democrat activist, she worked for the Biden administration. She was press secretary. And then what happens when you are a horrible, horrible press secretary who lies about everything? You then get a job on MSNBC right after to continue your lying. Uh, She had James Comey on, and uh, here is James Comey basically saying the quiet part out loud. You would think that, you know, the directors of our agencies, say the CIA, the FBI, things of this nature, would try to remain apolitical because you'd want these agencies to be thought of as apolitical. They just abide by the law. They don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat in office. But listen to James Comey on what he wants to happen in 2024. You were a Republican most of your life, uh, but voted for, and you may still consider yourself one, but voted for Biden in 2020. Do you intend to vote for him again, or is there anyone on the Republican side you might consider if it's not Trump? It has to be Joe Biden, and, and I'm glad he's willing to serve. It has to be somebody committed to the rule of law, committed to the values of this country. And I'm not talking about policy. People can disagree about policy. There are things above those disagreements that all of us should think about the same way. The president must be someone who abides the law and our constitution. And there's no one else but Joe Biden. Wow, there is so much there. I I can't even believe they let that video get out because it's such a who's behind the curtain moment. First off, she says, you're still a Republican and he's going like this. So, okay, that's, that's just kind of interesting. But secondly, to say that there is no one besides Joe Biden that will abide by the law. 
dude, you're showing your cards way too much. Like sometimes you accidentally show the cards a little bit. Ooh, look, oh, look at that. No, this time you're just showing us the whole full thing right there. You're telling me Nikki Haley would not abide by the law? Like put aside DeSantis, I get it. DeSantis is your boogeyman, Trump is your boogeyman. Uh, Nikki Haley wouldn't abide by the law. Tim Scott would not abide by the law. Chris Christie or Mike Pence would not abide by law. There is literally no Republican who would abide by the law. And the only Democrat who must do it and must do it again must be the very, very elderly man who's confused and constantly falling. And then I don't know if you saw it, but over the weekend, he also then banged his head into the helicopter as he was getting out. Like it just doesn't end with this guy. It's just propaganda. And you really under, have to understand, like once they have politicized these institutions like the FBI that he was in charge of, like the CIA, et cetera, it's like, then we have a real problem. Now we know we have this problem, right? Because we know that the lies were being laundered of Russia collusion and all that through the FBI this entire time and the CIA and, and all of the stuff. Uh, but then he's coming out and saying it. I mean, I kind of thank him for it because hopefully that will wake up some other people. Uh, but on the media side of this, let's connect that further to what's going on with the media. The media is always pushing a leftist agenda, right? So they bring on the former FBI guy to say that you have to vote for Biden if you wanna defend the, the rule of law. Oh, and that the idea that Biden is the one that will defend the rule of law, really? Because when Biden was forcing companies to force people to have medical procedures that they didn't want, shots and injections they didn't want, was that the rule of law? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, anyway, here is, speaking of the mainstream media, uh, they have been uh, really pushing this person lately. Uh, this is Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr, uh, who apparently is trans. So what you're gonna see in a moment is a, it's a biological man uh, who is living life as a woman and as an adult, that's just fine. And uh, listen to the propaganda that he or she is now pushing on the mainstream media and the way that they swallow it whole. But what we see in moments like this is that the people who support anti-LGBTQ bills, they're not content with a single piece of policy. They want to see us removed from all stores. They want to see us removed from public life. And to me, that's why it's so important in this moment that we fight. Okay, there are no anti-LGBT laws. There are no laws that are coming for gay people or lesbos or bisexuals. There are some laws out there right now to protect children from having their genitals mutilated. And I'm pretty sure that if Christians were mutilating the genitals of children, chopping off their wangs, that the LGBT movement would be very against it. But you see how these people do, how they operate. They have very little to do with reality. And then no one on that set, that's CNN. So they could turn to him or her and say, can you tell me what, what rights they are taking away from gay people? Are gay people not allowed to get married? Are gay people not allowed to work? Are lesbians not allowed to do whatever it is lesbians are doing? But there is no such thing. So they just, this is one of the times where they lie. They lie by promoting someone that promotes a lie. And then they also lie by omitting any honest critique of what that person is saying. Uh, but what's happening right now, it seems to me, is something interesting. We're getting to a moment now where it's gone so absolutely crazy on the trans side of things and the denial of reality that good people are not only waking up, and we know this, this has been happening for a while, right? This has been happening at uh, local school boards with parents getting involved. Uh, this has been happening with, with grassroots uh, 
people deciding, hey, I'm not going to fund things that are going against the, the way reality. It's not even it's not even my lifestyle. It's reality. Bud Light, Target, et cetera, et cetera. Check out this video. This is from the Dr. Phil show. It's a fifth grade teacher. So he's just a fifth grade teacher, this guy, trying to explain basic biology to several trans activists and watch how it goes. Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons. If they're provided free in the bathroom, it's, it's a huge plus. Men do not menstruate. Only women menstruate. Now, you can call yourself Cis whatever you don't want. don't menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as don't. non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to it cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why my body menstruated are, at some point. If your chromosomes then. are XX and you're young, you menstruate. If you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? We're not excluding men. a whole group of they're, people They're women dressed as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Live your life. And tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the, 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 the science of this as an the example? Science. When, when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very, they're completely different things. They're not completely different They are things. completely different. They're completely different words. And sex is what you're born with, the sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're completely different Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're, you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth, the people who hate the truth are because they see, they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. But that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. I have to say, that's the third time I've watched that video today, and, and that teacher, Ray, can we, can we find him? I'd love to have him on, because what a, what a calm, decent explainer of the truth. And you know, it's funny, you know, I always say this thing about how when you're telling the truth, you don't have to be screaming, and you can sort of tell it in people's body languages, because you can just communicate it honestly without being hysterical and everything, even the way he's kind of sitting there. Like, well, you guys have come to the conclusion. It's not reality, but you've come to that conclusion, not based on solid arguments or science. I love how she's suddenly for science. Yeah, right, science, okay, fine. Um, we gotta get that guy on the show. I think he'd be an interest. And he's just a fifth grade teacher who's putting his butt on the line to do that, because I have no doubt that he's getting a ton of, of hate on that. But good for Dr. Phil to even have that, be willing to have that conversation. And I just wanna say one other thing on this before we move on to the next clip. If you're a dude, and your vagina's bleeding, you've got a problem, okay? Clip that and send it around the internet. Uh, anyway, we saw this one online, uh, just to break it up today. How about a satirical short on pronouns and what straight white guys can do to be cool? Are you feeling left out of the Oppression Olympics? Introducing They Them Pronouns. They Them Pronouns are the number one way for generic white people to enter a perceived marginalized community. So what do I have to do differently? That's the best part. Absolutely nothing. You don't have to dress differently, act differently, or even date differently. Just put they them in your bio and bang, you'll get more attention instantly. I had no way to signal to people that I was part of the tribe because I can't take a black square with me everywhere I go. But now with my new pronouns, Everybody knows I'm part of the tribe. Looking for something else? We've got all your pronoun needs. We've got hims, hers, vers, zers, zems. We even got a couple thongs in the back. Mix and match with he, they, or our bestseller, she, they. Hurry, they're going fast. Get them before this sexuality fad dies out and it's no longer cool to do this. So what are you waiting for? Stop on in today. Don't feel like a woman, but also hate men. 
Well, look, it, the point of that is, guys, it's, it's good that people are starting to make fun of this, right? Because you don't just beat these ideas by truth, right? You don't beat these ideas like, oh, men have penises, women have vaginas. Like, that doesn't work with these people, right? So you can beat them, hopefully, with some satire, getting young people to be like, okay, there is reality. And when you say something about it that is true in a funny way, it, it often will, like, get a couple neurons to fire that may not when you're just like, no, reality is this and read it in a textbook and here's science and blah, blah, blah. But what's, what's the point of all of this? The point of all is, is as these radical activists rampage through the schools, these are the people that are teaching your children and everything else. Well, then this stuff bubbles up into uh, public policy. Uh, check this out. What's going on in New Mexico right now? Talk about a place going in the wrong direction. New Mexico, uh, New Mexico governor, Michelle Lajan Grisham signs law that will permit minors to access sex change care and abortions without parental knowledge or consent. That strikes me as so deeply, I mean, criminal, I would say, and deeply unethical and everything else. Like you are going to, without parents' consent, that means a 15-year-old is going to show up at a gender clinic who may just be confused about their sexuality or whatever else is going on in their life. And that without parental consent, you are going to start drugging them and operating on them. And you are going to give them genitals that do not work. And that will be what's happening in New Mexico. So when we talk about the states going their separate directions and that there are going to be red states that are functioning and decent and within the bounds of reality and everything else, Florida, Texas, et cetera, then there are going to be blue states, New York, Cali, that are going to be doing things like this, New Mexico, and they will take your children away from you and operate them and mutilate them, and you're going to put up for it? Get the hell out of New Mexico if you are there right now with a young kid before they do something awful to your children. But it continues. All of this lunacy continues. And guess what? Sometimes it actually does leak into the places that are thought of the, as the same places. Dallas, Texas. Check this one out from the Dallas Express News. Uh, exclusive. An internal city of Dallas gender transition toolkit requires all public employees to use a transitioning person's preferred pronouns regardless of personal beliefs. That is absolutely incredible. And by the way, that actually is an infringement on your First Amendment rights that the government is saying to you, you can or cannot call this person whatever you want. Now, it goes without saying. If someone's being respectful of you, you should be respectful of them. This has nothing to do with the government. This is just basic manners and it's, it's like a social construct that we all kind of, a social contract actually, I should say, that we all kind of sign on to. It's like if you, think about this in your own life, just in your own life. If you were at work and there was an adult who happened to be uh, trans or just dressing up as a different thing and they're respectful and they're decent and they're not forcing you to deny reality or forcing you to change your views on everything. But, you know, you once knew them as Robert and now they're Roberta and they got a bow in their hair and, and lipstick and the whole thing. But Roberta's very nice and Roberta does a good job and everything else. Then I think the social contract we have as Americans is to, is to you don't have to accept it. it. It doesn't have to be something that changes your views on anything, but you can treat that per person with respect. And by the way, that respect is a two-way street. But when the government is now saying you must 
use the gender pronouns that that person wants. I'd like Vivek to chime in on this one, right? So it bleeds into all of our governmental institutions, all of our cultural institutions and everything else. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, Here's a tweet from Ashley St. Clair, because as you know, it is Pride Month. Uh, So John Fetterman showed up to, I think that's Philly Pride, if I'm not mistaken. Fetterman dressed up more for a Pride parade than for a Senate conference. He looks thrilled, doesn't he? He always looks thrilled, that guy, to be in his gay cape with his wife in her gay outfit. And of course, that's contrasting what he wears normally when he's uh, in Congress, which uh, in the House over there, uh, a hoodie and shorts and sneakers. I mean, this poor schmuck, he doesn't know where he is. What are they doing to this guy? And also, like, what, what are you saying by putting that cape on? Again, there are no bills coming after gay people. There are, by the way, there's also no such thing as gay rights. There's no such thing as lesbian rights. There's no such thing as black rights. There are individual rights, okay? And if there were laws that were targeting these people based on those specific things, then we would have a problem. We don't have those things. Again, it's all about kids. But here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, or cringe Jean-Pierre, as I like to say, uh, completely lying and confusing people about what's happening. Reality is this year has been really scary for our community. People are being treated, threatened, intimidated, and targeted for who they are and who they love. This year alone, more than 600 anti-LGBTQI bills have been filed in state houses across the country, and a significant portion of those bills target transgender youth. As President Biden says, these young people are some of the bravest people he knows, but no one should have to be brave to be themselves. Now you have to remember, this is what they do with everything, 600 bills. She doesn't tell you what's in any of those bills. At the end there, she kind of says, oh, well, there's a couple about transgender youth. Well, again, yes, we are agreed on that, 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 that let's say our side in this case is trying to protect children from being mutilated. So we might just have a difference of opinion on what you would do with that, right? Again, and, and it's so interesting because everybody, whether it's that teacher, whether it's me, whether it's virtually anyone in this space, even DeSantis, who's done more at a governmental level than anybody else, everyone always goes out of their way with these qualifying things that live your life as you see fit if you're an adult. And that's really the problem with the radicals. You, they, we are giving you guys virtually everything you want. No one's saying put trans people in jail. No, you know what I mean? No one's, it's a protection of children. But everyone's saying live however the freak you want to live, but stop denying our stop denying real reality and stop pushing it on children. It's as simple as that. So she doesn't go into I'd like her to list them. Hey, cringe, cringe, whatever the hell your name is. If you're watching today, how about you tomorrow list those bills? Tell us what those bills are and what rights they're coming for. Crickets, crickets, crickets. But if you want to see how this all really works, as you know, it's the media. It's tech, it's government, and then it creates this manufactured culture that no one really believes is good or just or right, except the crazy radicals and the people that are somehow pulling the strings. Check this out. This is from a, uh, I've never heard of this comedian. It doesn't even matter what his or her name is, but this is a dude. 
in a dress who got a Comedy Central special uh, doing stand-up, or I guess this is stand-up, uh, really, again, saying the quiet part out loud, what they are trying to do related to your ability to say what is true. This is supposedly comedy, but really listen to what he's saying. Dude in a dress, enjoy. I said it, be, this is the best time in the world to be queer. I'm so excited. Being queer is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I walk around with like power. I'm walking around like, yeah, mother <laughs> That's right, mother Because everyone knows nowadays you can't say anything remotely sideways about queers. If you, if you even slightly inconvenience a queer person on TV, 100 male ballet dancers will show up outside your job and pot of Ray until you come downstairs and apologize. All right, to be clear, people, that's Bob the drag queen. So Bob is not trans. We do have to make that distinction. Bob is just a dude. Bob does acknowledge that he's a dude. I assume Bob is a gay guy just dressing in a dress and telling jokes. But what underlies that joke, right? And we played that clip the other day of Elon talking about comedy and how comedy really what you want to be doing is saying something true and then you add a twist to it so that it can it can sort of give you a revealed truth. People then laugh, we can all sort of share that together and we can maybe think about things in a little bit of a different way. To, to loosely quote Oscar Wilde, if you want to tell people the truth, you better be funny or they'll kill you. But what he's telling you there, what Bob the drag queen is telling you there is how excited he is that if you say anything that goes against the narrative that he's for, the let's say LGBTQI plus two spirit, whatever it is narrative, that they will take you out and they're very happy that they have this new power. And it's just absolutely insane. You know what's funny? I, 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 I happen to occasionally mention uh, my sexuality on the show because, and really only within the context of what's going on in society, right? It's the least interesting thing about me. I don't really think about it that often. I get that it's a little out there for some people and some people have their own religious views and everything else, but I get a ton of hate online. People, people calling me all sorts of awful crap all the time. It's people on the far right and the far left all the time. I don't sit here and bitch about it, nor go out of my way to silence those people. If it's on Twitter, maybe I'll block them or whatever it is. Um, but the, but the, the fact that he's feeling empowered, they're feeling empowered by the fact that they can silence you. Uh, this is a real problem. Uh, and I wanna show you a little bit more from that Elon Musk interview with the Babylon Bee guys a couple of days ago, because I think he really nailed it here. If you've got people on the fringes on both sides upset, then you're doing something right, right? Yeah. But, but when it comes to, to LGBTQ and QAnon, right. simultaneously upset. Um, <laughs> I was thinking. That, that's uh, why I, I think, should, you know, <laughs> things go full circle. LGBTQ and on. It's going to probably get me in trouble. If you, like, well, <laughs> probably will. You were saying. <laughs> I just love that because I'm telling you, this guy is just telling you what he thinks in real time. LGBTQ and on, that'll probably get me in trouble. Like, that's the thing. We, what we want to stop right now are the crazies on both sides. And, and the reason that I focus more on the crazies of the left is it's the crazies of the left that are fueling the crazies of the right. There is nobody, like generally speaking, on the right who is like a, you know, like a true racist and that they want people to have different laws or a true homophobe and that they want to jail gays or whatever anything is. What they, but the radicals on the left have gone so crazy and because it's pushed through mainstream and everything else, you're starting to impact the radicals on the right. And that is a problem. That really is a problem. So let's bring this thing full circle. The, the truth, guys, you know it, that fake mainstream media is doing everything they can uh, 
to go against agendas that that are what the ones that they want to push, right? This is what they are constantly doing. So here is the fake news, uh, the NPC, we call it, the non-playable character fake news reporting on uh, what happened with Twitter over the last couple of days. So as you may know, I think we covered it briefly, uh, on, was it on Thursday night, uh, What is a Woman, which is a movie, a documentary by Matt Walsh at The Daily Wire. And all he does in this documentary, I highly recommend you watch it. It is not transphobic or anything else. He basically is just sitting down with activists and in intellectuals and a bunch of people who refuse to say what a woman is <laughs> over and over and over and over. Anyway, The Daily Wire put that video on Twitter Twitter then marked it with something. The internal system of Twitter marked it that it wasn't advertiser safe. Uh, I didn't comment on it in the morning because I knew it was gonna be worked out. Like I just knew something was going on here. Uh, and then of course, over a couple hours, uh, Elon took care of it. It was no longer marked that. Then the head of trust and safety, there's been a new head of trust and safety uh, after Elon took over. That person then stepped down because she wasn't happy that Elon did the right thing and did not suppress the video. And now the video has over 100 million views on Twitter. I mean, it's a, it's a great story about actually free speech working and people doing the right thing and everything else. And then this woman quitting because apparently she doesn't know what a woman is. Uh, anyway, here is CNN reporting on Elon Musk airing What is a Woman? Meantime, Twitter's head of trust and safety telling Reuters that she has resigned from the social media company. Ella Irwin, who was in charge of content moderation, stepped down the same day that Twitter blocked and then unblocked access to an anti-trans documentary. Billionaire Elon Musk has faced criticism for lax protections against potentially harmful content since he took over back in October. God, the way they frame everything. Again, remember what I kept telling you when Elon took over, suddenly there were all these articles about Elon Musk not doing enough about child porn. Meanwhile, Elon Musk was actually going after child porn on Twitter. And all of the people who are writing those stories about how Elon Musk isn't doing anything about child porn on Twitter, you could go back and none of them were writing stories about child porn on Twitter before Elon Musk got it because if they don't like Elon Musk, because Elon Musk, Elon Musk likes the free speech. Also, again, it's not an anti-trans documentary. Asking someone what is a woman, like, hello, what's reality? That is not anti-trans, unless you think trans is counter to reality. Hmm, starting to, I think we're starting to pick up on something. So this is the solution to defeat them, guys. You don't defeat them by silencing them the way they wanna silence us, right? You don't do what drag queen Bob who will probably be the VP choice for president once Kamala takes over for uh, Joe. You don't do what, what drag queen Bob is so psyched to do, which is make sure that a mob is ready to take out your opponents. What you do is, first, you fight for the right principles of free speech, right? That's what you do first. You create your own entertainment, so you create better comedy. That's why we showed you a couple comedy things here, which are far funnier than Bob the drag queen. You start changing the actual culture and then check this out. So after all of the brouhaha related to all of this and that Elon Musk wasn't going to show the video and then he did show the video, you know what his pinned tweet on Twitter is right now? And the pinned tweet means it's at the top of your feed. Every parent should watch this and look at the numbers on that thing. Those are just the numbers on his tweet alone. Uh, 280,000 likes. The video itself right now, uh, they as of like right before we started the show, has about 170 million views. So they butterfly affected the hell out of this thing, right? 
And maybe that's what Elon wanted. Maybe Elon wanted there to be a little controversy around it so that his own head of trust and safety would die on the sword, which this woman did. And I wish her the best of luck in, in getting a new job where she'll be able to censor and she'll probably work at a company with a bunch of lefties that deny reality and everything else. So guys, it ain't that complex. Be brave, tell the truth, build your own systems, make better content. That's how you do it. That's how you beat Chuck Todd. I'm Dave Rubin. This has been the Rubin Report. Oh, it's me Monday. I put this one up. This, <laughs> I really like this one. I saw it over the weekend. This is what I put up over at rubinreport.locals.com. Gray pride. We're old, we're tired, and get off our lawn. That's what I'm celebrating this month, this month and every month, gray pride. Uh, all right, we got a quick cold close for you and we'll see everybody else at, the, are you gonna dig this one? It's very Florida focused and we'll see everybody at rubinreport.locals.com in just a sec. All right, ciao. When you see an alligator coming down the street towards you, it's only natural to either drop your jaw or panic that he'll drop his. But alligator expert Joe Henney says his alligator poses no threat. I've never met an alligator that will not bite you. You fall around the head like this, their instinct is to grab you. He does not do it. You can reach in there and rub his tongue. He refuses to close his mouth. We don't know why. Yeah, there you go. Wally was found in a pond at Disney World. He had to go. And since in Florida, it's illegal to relocate alligators to another spot in the wild, Joe agreed to take him in. Today, Wally lives on Cheetos and chicken legs in Joe's house near Hershey, Pennsylvania, without a cage. Good boy. A few years ago, after Joe lost some people close to him, he says he fell into a deep depression. Boy. And about that same time, he says Wally began behaving differently, yeah. more affectionate, almost like he sensed his depression. tuning into the Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.